Hello, everybody, and welcome to Dishing with Stephanie's Dish, the podcast where I talk a lot with people that are in the food world and pursuing food pursuits. And I've really been trying to talk to a lot of cookbook authors because it's a shared experience I'm having. I just turned in my first round of edits, and I am really excited about Emily's Fresh Kitchen. Emily Maxson is the author, and Emily is a co-worker of mine from Modern Well. We co-work together in the space. And Emily, I was just, I talked to uh, Julie Burton, who's such a great connector, when I first joined Modern Well at the beginning of this year, and she was like, oh, have you met Emily yet? And I said, no, I hadn't. She said, oh, she's got a cookbook coming out. I didn't realize that both Chris Olson and Julie Burton, who are the new, they've launched a company called Publish Her. I didn't realize they were publishing your cookbook. Yes, they are. How exciting. Welcome to the program. I'm really happy to talk with you about this book. Can I just, I'm, I'm holding, I think, what you called um, a not final version, but I have to tell you, Emily, it's gorgeous. Oh, thank you. That's an advanced reader's copy. So there's a few tweaks that will be done quality wise before the final copies all come out that everyone who ordered will get. It is um, doing two things. It's making me just like really get excited about what mine will possibly look like when there's pictures and things added to it. But I'll be honest, it's also giving me a certain amount of imposter syndrome because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's not going to look as good as this one. This is so beautiful. You're so sweet. Thank you. Well, I worked with Baylin Fleming, who's also a member at Modern Well. She's a very talented photographer. And she took all of those beautiful images that you're seeing. She just, she really brought my recipes to life. So it's unbelievable. Yeah, they're, it's really great. I will consider putting her on my list for next time because Mm -hmm. it's just incredible. I shot my whole book because we did most of it up on our island cabin in Northern Minnesota, which is what the book was about. So we didn't really have like photographers and staff, um, but it is something I would consider for next time. Can you just tell me a little bit about this journey that you're on about why you specifically felt compelled to write a cookbook? Yes, I, years ago, I struggled with Crohn's disease and I was taking medications and going to the hospital for treatments. Um, I had surgery to have part of my intestines removed. And after about a decade of struggling with the disease, I started to look into alternative plans to help me heal from this in addition to what I was doing with my conventional medicine doctor. Uh, And I stumbled upon this uh, diet called the specific carbohydrate diet. Um, I say stumbled, but it was like God was telling me this is something you need to do everywhere I turned. It seemed my naturopath was mentioning it. A neighbor had mentioned it to my mom. And it's a strict way of eating for people with digestive disease. Uh, really simple, simple carbohydrates. You have to eliminate processed foods, a lot of sugars, uh, lactose, grains, starches. So I followed this way of eating for a year and a half. And in that process, I just felt so much better. I learned a lot about food and what's in most of the food that we're eating uh, and how it just it just made a big difference in my life. And after a year and a half, I 
was completely in remission. I, it's That was 12 years ago, and I have not had to take medication or haven't visited the hospital since. So I learned the power of food and what the impact it can have on our health. And I knew not just for someone with a digestive disease, but for everyone, we can really improve our health when we cook our own food and pay attention to the ingredients that we're using. It's so funny because part of my life at Weekly Dish and the radio show is about eating out. And prior to the pandemic, I think I ate out probably seven times a week, sometimes dinner, sometimes dinners and lunches. And when the pandemic happened, you know, and I'm always trying like the latest dietary things. I'm a faster, I'll do the five and two. I just, I love food and I love the whole psychology around it. And after being home for basically two years and cooking most of my food, only doing takeout, you know, maybe once a week, if that, I was feeling good. And I didn't realize it was until I went back into the eating out space that I would go and I would eat out and at, at places that I just love, you know, not necessarily like crappy fast food or anything, but I would feel so gross for like two solid days. I would just feel bloated and not great. And it was like such a stark reality check about, you know, how you're eating and what you're eating. And obviously when you go out to eat, you maybe eat more things, you maybe consume more fats and you might at home, like who knows, but it just really has stuck with me that as maybe I'm aging too, that that just is not a sustainable system for me anymore. Yeah. I think it makes a big difference. Um, I, you can definitely feel it. Like you said, when we have control of what oils we're using, what sweeteners we're using and how our body reacts to them. Don't get me wrong. I'm a foodie as well. I went to culinary school. I love to eat and um, I definitely go out. But for me, now that now that my intestines have healed, it's about moderation for me right. and, and just cooking more meals at home instead of grabbing something quick, but still going out for fun dinners um, and meals occasionally. Yeah, because I think it's hard when people have dietary issues, it's hard for them to sustain really rigid eating habits. And you're talking about like lifelong. So I loved that for you, you were able to get to a place where you could have maybe a more moderate approach. Um, this cookbook, outside of being beautiful, it's very functional. And by that, I mean, sometimes I get cookbooks from people that are full of things I can't recognize in the ingredients. And as much as like you want to eat keto or you want to eat low carbohydrate, whatever your situation is, I feel like if you're not eating things that I can pronounce or there's different um, things that are being added to the food, I'm like, huh, I don't know if that feels like the best for me. So I loved that your cookbook has like legit, just straight ingredients, nothing, nothing crazy. Well, thank you. That was my goal to make it very approachable. I just think that cooking healthy and making good food does not have to be complicated. So my goal was to simplify it. So it's not intimidating. How long did it take you to write the book? <laughs> Three and a half years I worked on it. <laughs> so was it a daily thing? Was it like once a week? How did you build it into your schedule? And what do you do for your regular work? Okay, well, I, I had been cooking this way and making these recipes for years. But 
I had not written anything down. I was just winging it. That's how I cook. I went to culinary school. That's just what I do. Um, so I realized, well, when I decided I do want to write a cookbook, that was my goal. I just, I started writing the recipes and then scheduling um, times with my photographer. So we worked on it over a period of time. I'd work on my recipes, tweak all the taste, have my husband taste them three or four times, you know, work, work it out and then write it down, have it edited and have my photographer, Baylin come over and we would shoot like four recipes at a time. Cause we shot all the stages of me preparing them. If you look on my website or my Instagram, I have more pictures showing the steps for the recipes. So that's what, that's how I did it. And it took a longer period of time. I'm now working on a second book and I'm hoping that goes quicker now that I know the ins and outs and will write things down from the beginning. Um, so that's how I did it. And before I decided to work on the cookbook, I, well, I did a few things off and on. I worked, I stayed at home with my daughters and then went and I worked part-time during that doing my own. I had a detox business, cleanse business. I made smoothies and raw soups and raw crackers and bars for people. And I worked out of a Mexican kitchen. I rented that from them and I would offer it a couple times a month and people would come pick it up there and do a three-day reset of raw food, all vegetables. So I did that for about five years. Wow. Before. So yeah, so you've been in this space for a while. You mentioned you have daughters. How many and how old? I have two daughters. They are 22 and 21. And they live in California in school right now. Okay, so I have a 24 year old. And we've never like spent a lot of time talking about this. But I feel like food is kind of a, a, a battleground, but also our love language. So mm -hmm. we sort of have both of this yin and yang going all the time. I am a cancer survivor. So I'm really conscious about, you know, that I do feel like food makes a difference in your overall health and well-being. And yet I also empathize because she's 24. And while she's a good cook, she eats a ton of crap and processed <laughs> food. And then, you know, her stomach hurts for five days and at one point she was having issues with her gallbladder. And I was like, you have the guts of an old man here, kid. Like you've got to get it together. And yet it's not my journey. So it's been a struggle. Have you had that at all with your girls? Cause I'm, I hear from people that it's kind of sometimes common mother daughter battleground. Yeah, I, I totally get what you're saying. And I agree with you hundred percent. It is their journey as much as it was my journey to learn the impact of food. Granted, they witnessed and they ate the food I did when I was on that strict diet. I would add a few things for them that, that I couldn't have, but they were, we, they noticed they were feeling better. And so I wasn't strict with them. I would buy things that were not, um, things I necessarily like a Doritos that right. I don't, yep. I think are terrible, but that's for them to figure out. And you know, when they're teenagers, that's what the other kids are eating. And there's an important factor socially to be eating what your peers are eating or similar. So I let them have their own journey. And I'll tell you, they, they're pretty healthy eaters and I don't push it on them. And they love my recipes and 
are very supportive. So not to say that they don't, you know, have junk occasionally, but they're, they're pretty healthy. And I think for me, it was just modeling it and not yeah. talking about it. I'm an endless talker, as you can imagine, which I'm sure is part of the reason why my daughter and I struggle about this. But I do notice that because she is cooking a lot more. So I feel like she's on her way, however, it's going to end up looking for her. And you're right. For me, like trying to talk everything to death isn't always the best approach. Is there, um, when you're you're working on your cookbook, is there like a favorite recipe or like something in there that you were just like, oh, because I just opened to the peanut butter molten chocolate cake <laughs> section and that looks pretty good. That was one of the, okay, when I followed the diet, the only sweetener I could have was honey and fresh and fruit. Okay. And so I had to get really creative because um, I have a sweet tooth. And so I created these uh, peanut butter, there was like a peanut butter flourless brownie out there. And so I kind of turned it into like a molten cake. And at the time I couldn't have chocolate, but since I was able to add chocolate back into my diet, I added that in there. And that just kind of satisfied that sweet tooth and didn't make me feel like I was totally missing out. Um, I would say I love the baked goods because that was a, that was something I had to learn how to bake without all purpose flour and refined sugar and using almond flour and coconut flour and applesauce and honey to sweeten things. And after a lot of trial and error coming out with muffins and quick breads that actually tasted like regular ones made traditionally with standard ingredients. So those are some of my favorites. I, I love the white chicken chili because not having all that cream and dairy and cheese in a soup to get that creamy consistency by pureeing white beans, I, I just, that satisfies that um, wanting that fatty mouthfeel. Yeah, yep. And so some of those where I just had to take old favorites and figure out new ways to make them. Uh, the white bean and pancetta soup is in here. The no-bake peanut butter crunch bars. Those look pretty great. Um, <laughs> also the grain-free toasted coconut cookies that have a little chocolate drizzle. Um, the cheddar pecan crackers kind of spoke to me too because oh, I like, I do eat a lot of crackers and they're kind of a hard thing to find that's decent. Yes. Uh, crackers, cookies, all of those sort of crunchier type things. And I do think sometimes too, when we're making food and I didn't necessarily focus on this in the cookbook, but when I'm thinking about like salads or I'm thinking about soups, there is a texture element, right? Like you want mm -hmm. a crunchy thing or you want a sweet thing or cheese sometimes can be the salty thing that comes into play. Um, if you go out to eat now in your sort of less modified eating life, are there restaurants that you really like? Oh gosh, there's, I, there's a lot of great restaurants in the Twin Cities that I love to go to. Um, I live in the Western suburbs. So in Wayzata, I love to go to McCormick's and Josephina and uh, in Minneapolis, I love the market at Malcolm Yards. They yeah. have such a fun variety of, um, I, I love the ad vellum there, the yeah. vegetable eatery. I, That's one so of my good. favorite places in that market. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's he's wonderful. I love his food. Um, they're all good there. Everything is good there. Lots of great restaurants, of course. Um, 
Spoon and Stable. Yeah, of course. Bar La Grassa. I mean, there's so many great restaurants here. Um, I a couple people have asked me recently about co-working, and since we both belong to Modern Well, I just want to ask you a little bit about that. You were um, working in the raw foods and working in kind of the kitchen environment. What made you decide to take on a membership at Modern Well and do co-working? Well, I, I was at the point where my oldest daughter was going away to school, getting ready to go. And I was kind of figuring out, okay, what's next for me? I had scaled back on the, the detox business and was only doing that occasionally at that point and was looking at, okay, what's next? And I saw an advertisement or maybe on social media for Modern Well opening. And I thought that that looks fantastic. Maybe that would be a great place for me to kind of figure out what's next for me. And so my husband really encouraged me, said, I think you should look into this. So I went down and met with Julie Burton and she is a former customer of my detox business. So we had that connection and I just fell in love with the space. And Julie is just a fantastic woman and had such a great vision for it. So I decided to get a membership there and it just, it, I, I don't know if this book would happen if I hadn't become a member there because of all the connections I made, like it just being around all these other creative people yeah doing their own projects. It's very inspiring. And I, I don't think we're meant to be alone. It's just great to be, especially when you're doing something that's you're writing, you're doing something that's just you, you don't have coworkers. It's nice to be alongside other people and learn from them. And that's where I met my photographer, Nina, that who edits my recipes, obviously, Julie and Chris Olson with the publish her publishing company. Uh, it just, it's a great space. And it's, it's wonderful to meet, meet people and hear about the projects they're working on. Yeah, I, I felt like there's a certain thing that I didn't know what it was that I was missing until I joined. And it was just simply the energy of people. And it wasn't like, I didn't need more friends. I didn't necessarily need a space, but I just needed to be around energy and energetic people that were working on their projects. And that kept me motivated and inspired just by being in that physical space. I agree. That's a great way to put it. The energy of other people. Definitely. Yeah. Just, and you don't realize the hum of it or that it's sort of like you get into the stream of it. Right. And all of a sudden you've like been working on something for three hours and you're in this stream and this flow and there's just something about it that feels really nice. So yeah, that's kind of why I went to a co-working environment. It's fine to work at home in the kitchen. You know, you're obviously spending a lot of time working on recipes and what have you, but when it's time to kind of get that energy boost, I feel like it's a great solution to do that. So I just wanted to ask you about that. Yeah. For the book, when will you officially be out and where can people purchase it? Um, it's currently available for pre-order on my website, emilysfreshkitchen.com. And the, the books should be out the end of March to mid-April. Okay. So we that's will... when they'll ship. Okay. I will for sure, when you are ready to launch, I will make sure to get in touch with you so we can have you on Weekly Dish. 
I just wanted to talk to you kind of from the cookbook and writing side, because I just have, it's been such an interesting uh, journey and an interesting perspective that I've really enjoyed. Um, you said you've already started right away on your second book. That yes. surprises me because I feel like, I don't know, I birthed and I need some time <laughs> to recover. What's your next book? Is it another cookbook? It's another cookbook. And it's, um, I just, I love the process. The, my favorite part of this is the process of writing the recipes and collaborating with Baylin on taking the pictures. So I wanted, as I'm in this waiting stage for to get this book in people's hands, I'm just like, I'm just going to dive into the next one. And I knew I, there would be another one because that's what I love to do. Yeah. So the theme at this point, I think it will evolve. It could change, but I want it to be more vegetable forward not, not a vegan cookbook and, but just creative ways to get more vegetables into your diet. There will still be meat and fish and animal products, but more vegetable forward is right. what I'm feeling right now. I think that's super on trend. And we're seeing a lot of people that aren't necessarily describing themselves as vegetarian or vegan, but more just trying to incorporate more plant-based food into their life. Um, yeah. I think plant-based is such a interesting space because there's this whole idea of, and I hate to use this word, but it's a word that everyone will know what it means when I say it, the Franken foods, you know, yeah. creating meat-like things out of plants or pea protein or whatever it is. There, in some of those instances, there's a lot of filler and a lot of junk in that type of food. So you have all these people that really have good intentions of wanting to have a more plant-based diet for either their personal health or their sustainability wants. And yet, you know, some of the stuff that we're eating is no better than it was if they were just eating regular meat. So I agree. I'm curious uh, as we move forward that people will take maybe a more moderate approach and a more just natural approach to like, you don't have to eat fake meat. You can just eat vegetables. <laughs> Yes. I mean, I'd rather have a bean burger than a fake meat burger. Me too, personally, but you yeah. know, <laughs> but <laughs> the world is moving at a fast pace. Right. And, yeah. and I also, I do love the idea that people are being more thoughtful about their food overall. Cause I think that leads you to making your own self discoveries about what works for you. I agree. All right, Emily, it's Emily Maxson. The cookbook is Emily's fresh kitchen. Cook your way to better health. I'm anxious to support you and looking forward to running into at Modern Well again. Thanks, Emily. Thank you for having me, Stephanie. All right. We'll talk soon. Sounds good. Thanks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.